Hey, everybody, you're listening to Culture is Everything, Inc. and Run's official podcast, where we will be conversing with various featured guests in which we will be talking about their culture, cuisines, their people, and so much more. Hey there, Titans. Welcome back to another episode of Culture is Everything. Today, we are going to virtually travel from Enderon Colleges to the land of the rising sun, Japan. I am Mezzi Bustamante, your main host for today, and together with me is Felicia. Phil, take the virtual floor away. Hey everyone, I'm Felicia and I'm and I will be your co-host for today's episode of Culture is Everything. And today we will be talking about Japan. And here with us is a Japanese-born student who lived in Japan for about six years and will tell us more about Japanese culture as well as try to debunk some misconceptions about Japanese people and their lifestyle. Please help us welcome Shizuri Han. Hi, Shizuri. How are you? Thank you for being with us today. Hi, Mezzi. It's a pleasure to be with you guys here. And I'm glad that you guys invited me to, to talk about more about Japan's culture. Yes, of course, we are also very delighted to have you here. It's actually very exciting for me. How about you, Felicia? Aren't you excited for today's episode? I am very excited because I've always been interested in Japan and, you know, conversing with the two of you is a pleasure for me. So this is really great. Right. Actually, you know, Japan is actually one of my dream places to live to to live in rather. Yeah, I actually visited Japan once and I fell in love with the country. I fell in love with the place. It's so clean. It's just so aesthetic as what people call it today like it's really like what i see in anime it's almost the same so it really amazes me whenever i go to your country so speaking of japan since we're already in the topic when one hears the word japan i personally think of anime so what i have said a while ago cute pink stuff cherry blossoms robots and of course i'm a chocolate lover meiji chocolate i don't know if i said that right i hope i did how about you felicia like what comes to your mind when you hear the word japan oh honestly kind of the same like i i am a i'm a very big fan of anime so i think about anime when i hear about japan and of course i'm very fond of their food especially ramen and you know in japan i've heard that they have like vending machines for pretty much almost everything or just a lot of things and I think that's really cool and interesting and I really wish we had that here yeah actually I heard that they have a vending machine for cars like can you imagine really? that yeah like they you can order a car by a vending what machine. I don't know if it's real and I think I saw like I saw it on Facebook I don't know if it's true but I think it's true knowing Japan my gosh <laughs> right yeah yes now, I'm curious what comes into the mind of someone who is actually Japanese when they hear the word Japan. So, of course, hi, Shizuri. How about you? What comes into your mind when you hear your country's name? When I think of my home country, Japan, I think of how people are extremely punctual and respectful because they take their etiquette and values very seriously. So when it comes to tangibles, I think of train, good convenience store, sushi, ramen, and of course, yakiniku because I love meat. And can I just add how clean Japan is and um, how people take their jobs seriously? Imagine 
a road was broken in the city of Fukuoka and it was repaired in just two days. Mind you, it was a very deep and wide sinkhole, although it still took them six days to allow people to pass by for safety. But isn't that impressive? Yes, yes. that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, in the Philippines, I think it would... Sorry, Philippines, but it's true. <laughs> I think it would take <laughs> like a year, months even. But wow, two days? Yeah, yes. that's so you know, awesome. How fast their government is. <laughs> Sana all. All right. Well, that's interesting. We kind of have more or less the same vibes of an of answer like fast, and then they're like the government is great, and then it, the technology is very adv- advanced. So before we move into all these various types of information about Japan, I think it is just right for us to start from the beginning. And yes. I am talking about a brief history of Japan, which I think Felicia did the job for us. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Now that you've mentioned it, Mezi, from what I've gathered, Japan actually has four important periods in history, the prehistoric and ancient period, classical, medieval, and the modern period. In ancient times, it is believed that the first humans to exist in the Japanese archipelago lived during the Stone Age, and they were the ones who started the Jaman culture, which is one of the oldest societies known for hunting and gathering. Moving on to the classical period, it is when Japan made a big leap in terms of artistic, social, and political aspects of their society, including the Yamato rule and the beginning of Buddhism in Japan. The medieval period was divided into three other periods, namely Kamakura, Muromachi, and Azuchi-Momoyama period when the Tokugawa shogunate was formed. The formation of the Tokugawa shogunate led to the modernization of Japan, and since then, Japan went from feudal rule to democratic to fascism and to totalitarianism until it was subjected under foreign rule after World War II. And then, in 1989, Japan entered the Heisei period up until the present day to the Japan that we know now. Wow, really? That sounded like, I think you just brought me back to my Sibika and Kultura subject in high school. <laughs> Thank I, you mean, I mean, I hope I pronounced things right. Yes, I think you did them right, Naman. But thank you for like refreshing our memory on that. So like Shisuri, the sorry, it's Shisuri, right? Yes, but my Japanese name is Shihori. Shihori. Since we're talking about Japan. Oh Can I call you Shihori instead? I think it's easier for me and it it sounds nicer. <laughs> okay, like so yeah, Shihori. Do you know? Any additional information about this history? Like, are there any additional interesting facts that were mentioned by Phil, perhaps? Or, like, was there something wrong? Um, if you were to summarize Japan's very historical past, I believe Felicia covered pretty much everything about the information she gathered. But just to give our listeners a better understanding of the Tokugawa Shogunate, it is also known as the Edo period, which presided over 250 years of peace and prosperity in Japan. As Felicia mentioned earlier, the formation actually led to Japan's modernization, which is very true because it was also during this period that Japan was shut to foreign influence, which acted to exclude missionaries and eventually 
um, issued a complete ban of Christianity in Japan. With it all, Japan's economy grew because they prohibited trade with Western countries and pre- prevented Japanese merchants from trading abroad, leading them to support and love their own crafts and products, which I believe is one of the reason, reasons Japan has been so succe- successful even to this day. Wow. Oh, that sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, I, that's really a lot, huh? <laughs> like, Wow. All I can say is wow, because I actually believe in the same thing, though I'm an economic student. Therefore, I still believe that trade makes people better off. But the, the fact that Japan did it so well and like the benefit was like it, it outweighed its um, cons, which it shows that they really did it successfully. Hence, they truly be, uh, like deserve the the success they are into like the success that they have right now as a country truly is deserving for them like they put japan first there i think yeah, yeah. That's there. like they play they put japan first they put the japanese people first and look where they are right now i wish we could do the same for the philippines <laughs> i th- i still think <laughs> we can do the same though i do believe we can do yeah, the same it's only push a little bit harder but yeah so because of its his like japan is what it is today as what i've said because of its history that's clearly saturated with such an interesting timeline of events speaking of what japan is today i think it's time for us to jump right back into present japan so let's jump into the present yeah i think we've had enough of the past it is time to look at the present wow parang may hugot don elisha i feel elisha <laughs> non-intended non-intended i swear <laughs> all right so shihori have you gone back to japan lately like how is the situation Yeah, it's unfortunate that I haven't had the opportunity to return to Japan since the pandemic began. But um, definitely once the borders open and Japan finally allows people from the Philippines to enter the country, I will definitely book a ticket to return immediately. Except if face-to-face, really, um, face-to-face classes really pushes through, then that, that might, might be a problem. But um. If they allow people to enter the country, I would be really happy to visit my relatives there and stay there for a while and maybe um, do my online classes there if um, there's no face-to-face yet. And for the situation of the coronavirus in Japan, of course, at first, there were a lot of cases. That's why they also closed Japan and they're very strict with people entering the country but um i heard from my father that it is already improving because um, more than 70% of the population has been Im- immunized plus they are already administering their third shot as boosters to everyone but of course prioritizing the medical health workers which is good so i hope it's the same thing for the philippines I just hope so to imagine. Yeah, we gotta keep uh, up. <laughs> yeah, Philippines, keep up, Tayajan. Like third shot, that's so fun yeah. and so efficient for the government side, huh? Like and the people as well, since since it needs the cooperation of the people to to like about about vaccine hesitancy and all that. So I was actually yes. about to ask you if you had relatives there, and then there you answered it. You do have relatives there, so like. How did the pandemic 
change people's way of living or lifestyle there? Um, well, at first, um, they restricted dining and um, some of them were forced to stay at home. But unlike in Japan, they didn't really have um, lockdowns and stuff. Instead, I guess it's just how Japanese people are very disciplined. That's why um, cases there went low. Because even um, professionals, when I tried to research about it, um, even professionals can't tell the main reason on why the um, percentage of people getting the virus lowered. So I guess it's just because Japanese people eat healthy, they are very disciplined. Wearing masks is something they do even before already. So I think that is um, one of the many reasons too. Mm -hmm, I see. Felicia, do you have any questions? Like I, I just like what she said about like Japanese people being disciplined and the mask even before the the pandemic because I actually like noticed that about Japanese people although I haven't met like personally like a lot but whenever like I see them like or come across them I can I can tell that they're they're quite they're really respectful and when you see like Japanese people like in the internet or on TV like even before the pandemic they already wear masks and I think that's a good thing for dealing with a pandemic like being like following the protocols and all so yeah yeah okay so like Shihori I have a question like you said like they they value their health very much right it does that have something to do because they're very workaholic like they can't afford to get sick is that it i think that's a part too but um japanese food is i think very healthy like um one of the staples in a japanese meal is miso soup which is very healthy it cleanses the body so i think partly because um Food in Japan is also prepared um, in a very precise way. And that Japanese people, um, Japanese people are very conscious when it comes to their health. So I think that's a big part of it. So, yeah. Uh, okay. So, like, all over, all in all, they're really health conscious. Yo, you guys are health conscious conscious is you're also a Japanese person so yeah so what are the new things that the people has done in order to adapt to the situation to COVID like of course they can't go out and then I, when I went to Japan I don't know if this is is it all right for me to say it but then my cousin who's living there actually brought me to pachinko to play pachinko like there's a lot of casinos there so like what happens to those places right now like are they still open do people still go there yes actually um pretty much everything is normal now in japan they do go out um it's just that there are extra safety protocols that they do they they um sanitize and um knowing japan's technological advancement um they really they're really good in contact tracing and for example um when they accept people from other countries they um, make them do quarantine and they have this application they have to download on their phones wherein after their quarantine in the hotels they have to quarantine at home and one way japan um, the Japanese government knows that you really um, did the quarantine at home is that 
there is a tracking mechanism thing that the app has. So they can track if you're really at home and they give you a call once in a while to see if you're really at home, if you're doing well. So I think that's one thing also. Oh, how nice is it like your government really cares for its people. And, you know, they stay in touch and everything. And um, I, I do have a question since you mentioned that pretty, everything's pretty much um, maybe like returning to normal there. Uh, do they have like uh, theme parks or like like theme parks open or amusement, amusement parks or like maybe do they have like concerts with live audiences already? Like, you know, Japan, one of the things I think Japan is famous for was it uh, the Universal Studios like place? Because like the friends I know that who went there, like they always go to that place. So I'm just wondering, like, is it like open already or... As of now, I'm not really sure if um, theme parks are open, but I think what's different now is that um, they close earlier. Oh. And um, I heard once from my cousin in Japan that um, some theme parks, not necessarily the famous ones that tourist people goes to, they're open, but they, do, they don't do shows. Like for example, oh. in Universal Studios, you you get to ride the um, different rides like roller coasters, and they usually do um, shows too, right? But I think yeah. they kind of removed that part. Oh, okay. Since about like the theme park, I think it's normal since like removing the shows since it will involve a lot of people coming in in one place. Yeah, crowding. The outbreak and all. So I think they're doing great on that part. But right now, we we will be having a commercial break for a while. Allow me to promote to you the Enderon app. The entire campus community at your fingertips. A new way for Titans to stay connected, stay in the loop with the latest announcements, events, and updates. Everything you need to know about the Titan community, only in the Enderon app. Available in the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Download the Enderon app now. All right, we are back. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey. Hey. Hi, Felicia. So, like, I'm good. Hi. Yeah. So we talk about like Japan's brief history, and then we also talk talked about like how Japan is right now during the COVID situation, and like how are the business doing? How are the people coping, and all that now, and all that rather. And now I think it's time for us, since I'm really curious about this part. Like to talk about misconceptions about Japan, about Japan and or Japanese people. So Shihuri, you know, we all know that I think it's a common knowledge that Japan's very famous for the like Japan is very famous for being a resilient, rich country. So I would like to ask, did your country have a hard time addressing the COVID-19 situation as it is known to be very advanced and rich or was it just easy for them and all that? Well, I believe that um, they had a hard time at first because 
um, well, if you can name me a country who didn't, right? Because we were all in shock when coronavirus appeared suddenly because we were um, very ignorant about it. We didn't know what it was, what it does. And um, a lot of theories, a lot of um, things were made, like false information that coronavirus was because of this and this. So people were kind of confused. And I believe even Japan really had a hard time in addressing coronavirus at first. But of course, given that um, we all know Japanese people really cares for its country and its people and that they're very passionate about things that they do. Later, later on, they, of course, um, had solutions and um, ways on how to fight this virus. Okay, so it as recent, so that's actually debunking the misconception that rich countries can immediately, you know, address things such as the pandemic or the COVID-19 situation immediately. Since even Japan themselves actually had a hard time at first, is what you have said. So that clears things up that all countries, whether you're poor or rich, actually has a hard time whenever they face something that is new. Or even if it was predicted, they didn't really see it coming that it will be as soon as like last year. So yeah, but then they're very fast approach to in in order to address the problem j- just shows that even though they were they were having a hard time they were japan is still resilient and rich of course since you guys had like all the tracking thing that's really fast and efficient it goes to show that your taxes are going to the right path so in terms of like resiliency and being fast and efficient and rich. I don't think there's anything to debunk there since it's true and we actually can see it. We, I mean, we, she, Hori has said it herself, like all those things that they used in order just to like, to make sure that the COVID-19 situation in their country doesn't worsen. So that's one. And then how about you, Felicia? Do you have any miss, uh, like anything you heard about Japan that you think might be a misconception that you want to ask Shuri? Um, before that, can I ask her first if like there are any like misconceptions that she would like to debunk or clear up? Yes, Shuri. Like, is there anything that you want to debunk yourself? Oh, okay. This one. So they say that Japan's trains are never late and always on time. Well, it's partly true, but um, there are cases that it gets late, but... What's nice about it is that Japanese people really take pride on their punctuality. That's why in case of delays, what they do is that the staffs provides um, certificates to people inside the train so that the staff can give the, the certificate to their boss or to their school as an excuse on why they got late going to their like destination. Wow. Oh, that's the way they take accountability. (laughs) That's really nice. I mean, I heard though that when like when your trains are about to be late already, um, they there's like an announcement that would say we like would always 
apologize like sorry for the delay and all that like they keep apologizing for the delay and all for the delay of the train so that goes to show that they value their time talaga and yeah. that's one thing to really yeah. applaud for Mm-hmm. So uh, about the certificates, I wish we could have that here as well. I mean, true. Not, <laughs> we can't have the certificates. I just want to have the same accountability, sense of accountability for the people, like for the Filipino people. It would be great if we we are that accountable. So now, do you guys have do you how about you, Felicia? Like, do you have any misconceptions that you wanna you wanna ask? Um, I think she already pretty much cleared it up at this point to me at least. And so um yeah, I learned like new things, especially like the train stuff and they provide certificates for being late and you know, like the COVID COVID response and you know, the road earlier that, that was destroyed and was put back in like very quickly. So that was that was very enlightening to me. <laughs> Yes, same. I actually I can actually relate to what you just have what you just said, no. So like Shihuri, is there anything that you want to add to what you have just said? Um, I don't really have anything to add unless you guys have more questions. And um I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed having this talk with you guys and I hope that the listeners enjoys too and learn from what we have talked about. Yes, I'm sure they have learned a lot. I mean, I have learned a lot, actually. So at this juncture, I think, yes, it's time for us to like share like a brief takeaway from what we just had so far for this podcast. So I'll start. What I like one of the major takeaways that I actually got from this podcast episode is that every country, no matter how rich or poor you are, goes through something challenging and it's not always easy. But then it's up to your government and the people, of course, how to address it. Like, how do you go about it? So if people and the government comes together, then great things can actually be achieved faster and if more efficiently, just like what Japan did in terms of addressing the COVID-19 situation. So if everything goes well or goes or being given to the right places and being placed to the right places, then then it will give you a result that is so much satisfying both for the country and its people. So how about you, Felicia? I agree with you on that because I I really do believe that in order to be in order for a country to be really efficient is we have to like cooperate with each other like the government the people we all need to do that and to me this is another case of you learn something new every day because as i've mentioned before there are a lot of interesting facts i learned today and you know japan has been has always been known for having really advanced technology and utilizing their their technology for the sake of their country and that really amazes me up until now so yeah Yes, thank you for that, Felicia. But of course, from our very own guest speaker, Shihori, do you have like any takeaway? Did you get anything from us? <laughs> like aside from our questions? Um, like um, your questions um, reminded me, like of course I answered the question, but then um, it reminded me that the values that um, Japanese people have, like our country have, should always be also applied in whatever country I am in, so or I am at. Um, and also, it just shows that in whatever country, you should always be disciplined regardless of what 
their rules are. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, so I guess we both reminded each other many things. And of course, we all have learned something. And that's really great. And actually, I'm just really happy with the podcast that we had just we had right now. I learned a lot. And of course, I also appreciate that and saw what I deserve as a Filipino as a Filipino citizen and what my other Filipino people deserves as well. Like only if we should actually strive harder to have what other countries have, but not everything, just like the good parts. So yeah, at this juncture, I am, it is sad for me to say, but I think we have reached the dead end for this episode already. It has nothing but fun and insightful and Thank you again, Shiri, for being with us today. And of course, Felicia, my co-host, thank you so much. Yes, no and problem. Of course, yes, thank you all as well, to, as well to those who have stayed with us, even until the end, our listeners, of course. Now, don't forget to give us a follow on Spotify or whichever platform you're listening to and stay tuned for more of our episodes. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media at Ink and Run on Instagram and on Facebook. If there's anything you want us to talk about, feel free to reach out by sending in a message. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you have a great day. Bye. Thank, thank you so much, Mezzi and she. <laughs> thank you for coming. Bye. See you all in our next episode. Bye. Bye.